Welcome to Maestros On Air, presented by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra, recorded at Maestros Cafe, located at the Brevard Central Library and Reference Center in beautiful Cocoa, Florida. Maestros On Air is a discussion of culture, news events, and life on the Space Coast, and highlights the music, concerts, and personalities of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Today's show features President of the Symphony Board, Eric Lee. Now your host, SESO Director of Communications, Bill Trudeau. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you, Bill. Top of the morning to you, Jeremy. Hey, top of the morning to you and to you as well, Eric. Ah, thank you. Why don't you uh, introduce our special guest? Well, drumroll, please. Michelle (laughs) Campanelli. Hi, Bill. How are you? Good morning. Great. Good to see you. How are you? We are so happy to have you here. You're one of our biggest fans. Actually, you are our biggest fan. Thank you. On this planet. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Now, should I address you as Mr. President? If you like. Okay. <laughs> now, are you president with a capital P or a little P? Little P. A little P? I like how you In spoke the, up for him, Jeremy. That's, that's because that's I was nice eating, uh, eating my blueberry yes. muffin. Well, I mean, you know, Jeremy's just, he has your back. You're eating your muffin. You couldn't say anything. And I cannot believe you're eating that. Why is that? Well, we'll get to that in just a second. Well... Hold that thought. We have an exciting show, ladies and gentlemen. They're always exciting. It's very exciting. It's a big show today. We actually have uh, the beginning of our brand new season coming up in the form of the Big Band Bash. It's a it's a big concert. We're going to be talking about that. Symphony for Good. Eric, I want an update on that. I mean, our guests want want an update as well. I'm sure. But um, I just got an update from. Uh headquarters so i'll be able to share that with you later. okay and of course america the beautiful we have the volunteers over working like uh working their fingers to the how do they say it i believe it's to the bone really <laughs> and what do you <laughs> get what it is what do you get bony fingers do, 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 do. you guys like don't remember that, that song yeah okay. i remember that. i don't get out much <laughs> he doesn't get out much but <laughs> i, I think do it was from that. the 70s it's been around well it's quite a show so uh michelle is here today because Michelle's our biggest fan, and not only that, your in-depth interview with Aaron is also going to be featured in this show. This I'm, is truly the first time this has happened, actually. I heard that, that I, I'm not only in the interview, but I'm actually in the opening and the closing part. You're one of the gang. And the middle. And the middle. That's yeah. right. Yeah. You've listened to every show, Yes, right? I have, actually. I'm a huge fan of Maestros. I love the show. And nobody's even even paying you to do it, right? No, no. You're doing it on your well, own. Well, you can if you want to, but no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I can confirm. Every week when we upload Maestros, literally the first person to comment is you. So uh, I, I hereby acknowledge your place as our number one fan. So thank you very much. Oh, that's great. Oh, thank you. We're having the psychiatrist come by later and ask a few <laughs> questions. Uh, after he, well, I need to talk to him too. I'll wait my turn. Maybe we can get like a volume discount. What yeah. do you think? What, do you need help too? Oh, yeah. You do? <laughs> yeah. Well, you just came from the dentist. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was fun this morning. How did that go? What all right. Yeah. You still seem a little loopy. I think you, well, you how, how is that pain medication help? It's, uh, you know, I think it's beginning to wear off a little bit, but it's still in there. So, okay. So if, right. if over the course of the hour, we start to see you get a little cranky, we know what's going on. 
Uh, yeah, it could be, but I'm always uh, try to be upbeat. So. Aye, Captain. So you know, Aye, Captain. Keep a, you know, good outlook on life. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Happy. Happy. Yeah. Happy go lucky. Happy all around. Yeah. Oh, that's happy. good. Happy go lucky. Michelle, you think he seems happy to you? He does. I- I'm guessing the dentist didn't tie his tooth up with a rope and then close the door or no, but do any of those old techniques people used to do to get their tooth pulled. No, but I, I mean, the tooth had broken off, so all it was left were the roots. Roots. So then he's like digging around in there. So. Oh, you're from the Midwest, so they say root instead of root. It's root. Root. Right? Root. Yeah. How do you say roof? I say roof. We say rough. Roof. Rough. What about you, Jeremy? How do you say it? Uh, roof. 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 Root. 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 Yeah. And yeah. root. And he says root, Michelle. I say root. Root? Oh, mm-hmm. how about roof? You are outnumbered. Roof? Oh. Eric, you're outnumbered. I've been outnumbered for years. But so I dig right. the Midwest. I love it. I love the whole Midwest thing. It is. It's, yeah. uh, you know, America's heartland. That's right. So we have an exciting show. I think it's great that you're here. Michelle, what do you think about this weather? I think it's a little hot, but it's yeah. beautiful. Well, I'm going to tell you what it is hot. In the studio, in the studio, in the office over at Riverhouse, it says, and I'm, I'm blown away, 70 degrees, right? Because you have to turn it down to have any coolness whatsoever. Colleen, Eric's wife, anyway, comes in and she says, there's no way it's 70 degrees in here. Because, you know, the one number says 70, and then the other one, the actual temperature is 70. Right. Yeah, it's not 70. It feels like it's 80. So there's something wrong with the Riverhouse AC. I love being here at Maestro's. We have cool air, and we are at Maestro's Cafe. Right, at the beautiful uh, Coco, or actually the beautiful Central Bavard yes, Library yes. and Reference Center. Yeah, you have to you say Reference Center. You think I get that right by now? Yeah, well. Located in beautiful uh, Coco. You're going off memory, so. 308 Forest Avenue. Ah, uh, mine like a trap. <laughs> Nothing That's gets good. past you. Nothing at all. I know a good AC company if you need one. You do? Yes. Okay. My, um, my, as you know, my name is Michelle Wallace Campanelli. I'm related to the Wallace Air Conditioning Company. So, really? Yes. They've been around for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like about what? Ten years? Uh, over that. It 15 was, uh, years? Yeah. It was owned by my father and my uncle. And now my cousin Pat owns it. Oh, that's cool. So if anybody's listening, hey, you just gave them a free plug. <laughs> you got to love it. Well, That's maybe good. you could fix the air conditioner over at the river. I house. actually don't know how to work on an air conditioning but maybe, at all. But maybe the family business could work on the air conditioner because it sounds like it needs some help, wouldn't you say, Bill? Yeah, yeah. Well, we would ask you a million questions, but Aaron's already done that. So, <laughs> like I say, you're one of the gang today. Okay, good. For better or for worse. What I mean is whether the gang is having a, a great show or whether we're just having a mediocre show. Miki, a mediocre, <laughs> mediocre show, my God. The word is mediocre. Mediocre. What's wrong with me? (laughs) We don't have enough time to tell all those things. (laughs) Yeah, it's only an hour program. (laughs) A mediocre show. Anyway, if you're in, for better or for worse, so you got to help this thing along. Michelle? Okay. I I think it's really cool that you like the show, but let me ask you something, okay? Every time I talk to you, you're taking classes. What is going on? What are you studying so hard to accomplish what well, what what's what are you majoring in what what is this you talk about that in the interview yeah that's true so. oh my god i know but i want to know you know what i'm all i'm so a twitter i want to know before the interview i don't want to wait till the interview i have an idea let's not even wait for the interview let's go to it right now all right let's do it all right
Hello, this is Aaron Collins, Artistic Director and Conductor of the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. I hope you all are doing great. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Michelle Campanelli. Michelle, welcome. Hi, Aaron. How's everything going? Wonderful. Thanks for asking me to be on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, you've got a lot of things going on, and I think uh, our audience and, and uh, local residents would like to know some of the things you're doing, and uh, you're big time. Thank you for saying that. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, humble, which is good. Um, <laughs> I'm not a diva at all. Really. Okay, good. All right. Well, let's talk a little about your life growing up. Did you grow up in this area? Yes. I actually was born at uh, Holmes Regional Medical Hospital okay. in Melbourne. Okay. Uh, I now help first, as you know. And um, I grew up in Indy Atlantic. I had a wonderful childhood growing up in Indy Atlantic and... I live with my mom and my dad and mm -hmm. my brother, David, mm -hmm. and we lived in a very musical household. Okay. Uh, my father played piano, and my brother played piano and cello, and I was really into rock and roll. You were into rock and roll? Yes. What about rock and roll? Well, I grew up um, during the hair band age, and um, I also played a little bit of uh, piano and a little bit of violin as well. Okay. But I was into really hardcore metal and heavy metal. I was in rock bands, mm -hmm. lead vocalist. Sweet. Um, I sang in bands called Twisted Youth. And then my main band uh, was all-female heavy metal band. All right. And at the time, we were the first all-female heavy metal band in the state of Florida. Okay. Uh, it was called Black Widow. Awesome. And it was, uh, my friend Dawn was a guitarist. And then we had a drummer also named Dawn, who was the drummer. And then we had Kristen Pepper. Um, as our bass player, and um, many of them know her through uh, Bavar Community College. She was a teacher there. Okay. She passed away um, at the age of 40 from breast cancer, and she's kind of a legend around here. She was a um, very, very talented bass player, and she's a wonderful person. And we got together this band when we were young, and at the time, girls did not do rock and roll. I mean, it was very rare. It was like Joan, Joan Jett. Right. There was a few of them. Lita Ford. Yeah. And we just, and, and the rock and roll place, uh, there's a, a guy, his name is Chris Long. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with I'm him. I'm not, no. People in the rock and roll world around here know him as Dead Serious. And he managed us, and we did some shows with them, and we had a great time. And um, so my, my household was very different. If you walked down the hall, hallway, <laughs> mm -hmm. you would hear my brother playing Beethoven or Brahms. Okay. And then you'd hear me practically screeching, and that was my nickname, yeah. Screech. Um, you know, these heavy metal songs. And that was, it was very different. Me and my brother were very, very different. It's all starting to make sense now. <laughs> so did you do covers, originals, or a combination we of both? We were all original, okay. heavy metal yeah. rock band. But our, the music we played was very pro-feminine, mm -hmm. uh, pro-environment. Okay. We wrote our own lyrics. So you had uh, a certain message. It was, it was, was cool all that for, direction. It was good for girls to rock, is yeah. basically the message that we had okay. pro -tech. And I started taking voice lessons from a good friend of yours, Sherry McLean. Mm -hmm. And in fact, that's how we met through Sherry. But yeah. anyway, um, I started taking voice lessons through her because okay. I originally took from a lady named uh, Koenig. She was an opera teacher. Okay. And I told her I wanted to sing contemporary music. Things like Whitney Houston at the time, Whitney Houston. Yeah, and some of the Carey. more famous pop music uh -huh. at, at the time, yeah. And she said, go see Sherry McLean. Okay. So I went and saw Sherry and started taking voice lessons with her. So you started taking voice lessons to sing... 
Oh, anything. Opera, anything. anything. Yeah. I, I do love opera, and yeah. I've always loved opera. So, But I really had a love for contemporary music, mm-hmm. and I wanted to learn how different techniques of the contemporary... Now, do you still headbang to hardcore metal? I still listen to rock and roll occasionally, but yeah. I've actually grown to love classical music. Interesting. Yes. I did not know that about you. Yes. Uh, you sing in several groups around the area. Uh, yes. I am a choral singer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I sing... Well, first of all, I'm a student at Eastern Florida State College. Okay. And what year are you in with Eastern Florida State? Um, well, I have, I'm not sure when I'm going to graduate yet. I've okay. already been... I'm now a sophomore. Okay. And I really only have about a couple classes left for my AA, mm-hmm. but I, I'm also a music major and I have more classes with music theory and, and, and so forth. Okay. What's that. your favorite uh, music class that you get to take? Well, I love Mr. Baker. Okay. Uh, Mark, Baker Mark Baker is my yeah. um, teacher. And for those of you who don't know Mr. Baker, he spent 20 years at the Met, and he's also done Broadway. In fact, the first time I saw Mr. Baker, I was nine years old, and I went to see Man of La Mancha. Okay. And he was Don Quixote. And he just started to sing, and I just was like, that's awesome. I want to do that. I shall impersonate a man. Come, enter into my imagination and see him. Bony, hollow-faced, eyes that burn with the fire of inner vision. He conceives the strangest project ever imagined. To become a knight errant and sally forth into the world righting all wrongs. His name, Don Quixote de la Mancha. Hear me now, the bleak and unbearable world. Thou art base and debauched as can be. And the knight with his banners all bravely unfurled now hurls down his gauntlet to thee. Fortune shall carry me onward, oh, whithersoever they blow. So he was amazing. To be able to be his student is such a wonderful experience. And I actually sang to him uh, songs from uh, Don Quixote. Uh-huh. And it's just exciting. To be able to do that is just wonderful. Okay. And how much I, time do you get to spend with him a week? Studying. Well, we have a, an hour lesson every week. Okay. Um, this has been for the last uh, four semesters. Yeah. Um, so he's helped me, uh, you know, but Sherry really gave me an excellent foundation. Now, what are the kind of things you uh, learn in vocal lessons? Well, we're, we learn different languages. Okay. So language is obviously one of the most important. Well, you get the best grades when you're singing, you know, French and German and sure. Italian. That's exciting as well. And he's introduced me to opera mm-hmm. and art songs, which yeah. I... I, I didn't really know before because you yeah. don't really hear those out on the radio art songs not at all and there's so many wonderful art songs yes um last semester i did roger quilter mm-hmm. uh weep you no more okay which is a beautiful piece of music yeah. i absolutely love it and so songs like that that i 
you know, he introduces me to, and he yeah. tells me their background. And uh, and so you, you you study at Eastern uh, Florida State College. Yeah, so and I'm, then, in the, I'm in the concert choir there. Okay, you're in the concert choir, and who conducts that? Dr. Robert Lamb. Okay, and you're also in the Brevard Community Chorus? Uh, I was the semester before. Okay. I was three semesters with the Brevard Community Chorus, and uh, these are ensemble credits. Right. Um, and then last semester I was concert choir. Next semester... They're doing Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. Right. Yeah, with the Brevard Symphony. Right. Yeah. So I have to find out if the concert choir is doing that or not. And if not, I might just be with the Brevard Community Chorus because I want to do the Ninth Symphony. Yeah. So. Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very and, cool. And then, so I'm in that group as well. I uh-huh. sing also in the choir for St. Mark's United Methodist Church. And that's in Indian Atlantic. And that's in Indian Atlantic. That's the church I pretty much, I was confirmed in, got married in. You know, so just, I've been at that church. That's your home base. Yeah, pretty much. So I've sung in that choir for many, many years with and, my mom. And you've also sung with the Space Coast Symphony as well. Yes, I have. Okay. And that's that's been one of the greatest experiences of my life. Oh, well, thank you. In fact, the first opportunity I had to ever sing with an orchestra was with Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Oh, well, And thanks. it was the Patriotic Concert. Okay. And that's, to this day, still my favorite concert ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, and I remember... Sherry invited me to yeah. be in the chorus, uh-huh. and I remember being on that stage and just listening to the orchestra and being. It's so much different when you're on stage compared to being on absolutely, the yeah. And just watching your expressions and hearing the orchestra that close, it just blew me away. Yeah. It was probably the, one of the greatest moments of my life. Well, seriously. thank you. That's very nice. So, and you've been so wonderful to me. Thank you've, you. You've made me a soloist. I mm-hmm. was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was Lipschitz. I'm not sure if I yeah, can say that. Yeah, you can that. say Lipschitz as many times as you want. <laughs> I've done the Christmas concerts and the Broadway stuff, mm-hmm. and it, it's been so much fun. Well, I've enjoyed having you, and uh, you know we're good friends, and uh, we get to uh, see each other quite often, so that's very nice. Let's talk a little about another part of your life, and that's writing. You you've written a lot, yes, and you have a book that was just released not too long ago, and you have a book that's going to be released within the next month. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little about writing. What when did you first start getting into writing? I first started in high school. Okay, I wrote my first novel. And um, I started writing short stories with uh, companies like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay. Um, and they. And what does that entail? Basically, um, they would contact me and said, "We need a story about this is our next series. Okay. And this is the type of book. Send us some uh, articles." And these are fictional articles. Uh, no, they're based on truth. The based, Chicken okay. Soup are always nonfiction okay. or at least based on truth. Okay. They can be first person that kind of stuff. But it's definitely nonfiction. Okay. And then that's how I got my start. 
they published me. I've been published by Simon and Schuster and HCI and a bunch of other um, large companies. Uh, short stories, and then I wanted to branch off and do my own novels because I've already started writing novels. But mm-hmm. and I've been sending them out and stuff. And after I got some of the success with uh, Chicken Soup series and Women um, Women of the Chocolate series. Mm-hmm. With Kay Allenbaugh, those series became national bestsellers. Uh, Chicken Soup published me 13 times, and nine of those became national bestsellers through uh, the New York Times and uh, USA Today list. Great. That was very exciting. So these are all short stories at the time? At the time, yes. Okay. Yes. And so then you branched off to doing novels. Yes, little no- uh, novels and novellas. Yeah. Some people don't consider 80,000 words a full novel, so right. it depends on who you talk to. I, I write a lot of young adults, so... Me going through a magazine is like going through a novel, <laughs> so, um, I, you know, anything under 80,000 words, I would consider a novel, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I got published several times mm-hmm. in my novels, um, and then I got with a company called uh, Whiskey Creek Press, okay. and they published, I don't, I don't know, six or seven of my novels. Are your novels all different? Is there a central yes. Focus. There, there are some of my novels are romantic novels. Okay. Some of and what's a romantic novel? So are we talking about the you know ones with Fabio on the cover? And actually, I have a I have a cover that people consider it's a cowboy, and they say he's hotter than Fabio. But the publisher picks who's on the cover and all right. that sort of stuff. Yeah, those romance novels. I've yeah. never read them, but uh, you know they seem like they're cool. <laughs> What other kind of novels are you? Adventure novels. Okay. Um, uh, Bigfoot Monsters of the Ice has been another one of my big hits. Bigfoot Monsters of the Ice. Tell yes. me a little about that. It's a sci-fi novel Okay. where um, basically this uh, person disappears. He's on an exploration. He works for like what would be considered like a planet, animal planet. Okay. And he goes off to film polar bears and he disappears. This And it's but the crew. The crew. Okay, the yeah. crew. A member start disappearing, okay, and then they have to basically figure out what's going on, and they figure out that it's this Bigfoot. person was kidnapped by Bigfoot, and yeah, and it was it's a big. Then they start wondering, well, is this just for money? Is this Bigfoot really real? Right? Is this just a way for like this animal? So it's planet a mystery, a sci-fi mystery of yeah, some sort. Sci-fi mystery. Interesting. Yes, and the lead character has uh, a drinking problem. So that leads to more, well, gee, is this Bigfoot real or not real? Yeah. And he tries to get back together with his wife. and it's So there's a romantic element to it, Okay. Too. And do you believe in Bigfoot? Let's get this question out there. Um, I believe in the possibility that, yes, Bigfoot does exist. Wow. Yes. We've gotten into several sci-fi conversations, me and you. Yeah. I know you're into Star Wars. I am Star Wars and Star Trek, yeah. I, and I'm a Trekkie. Yeah. And I do like Star Wars, too. But right. But... We got in an argument, which is better. Mm-hmm. So, and I actually think, which would be really cool, is if the Enterprise actually went to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. It would, wouldn't that be like an awesome well, movie? Well, they were talking about it not too long ago. I think it was more of just like a uh, spoof story. J.J. Abrams, since he's directing the new Star Wars, uh-huh. and he did the two wonderful films of Star Trek, the recent ones, that there would be some sort of synergy between the two franchises, but... I don't see it happening. It would be kind of a strange occurrence. Mm Because Star Wars is way off in a different world. Uh, Star Trek, of course, is more Earth-based. Right. But I don't know. Well, you're a nerd! 
And speaking of sci-fi stuff, one of the favorite things I've ever done yeah. with Space Coast, as you know, I help Joyce with marketing, Yeah. Um, was actually get you abducted by an alien. I was prior, abducted by an alien. Yes, prior yeah. um, sci-fi series. Yeah. And that was so much fun. And you said you were on vacation or something, and they thought, oh, I thought you were abducted. Yeah. <laughs> no, people believed I was abducted. I had, I had family members calling and making sure I was okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so Bigfoot's real. You love Star Trek. And I've been abducted by aliens. This conversation's going great. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk a little about uh, your most recent book that was published, and it's called okay. Music at the Watering Hole. Uh, yes, Music at the Watering Hole. It's for kids. Okay, so this is a children's. Is this your first children's book? It is actually my very first children's book. I've been published probably over forty times, uh-huh. but this is my very first. I decided to try doing a children's series on music, and the next book in this series is coming out in October, published by We. Okay. And uh, it's called The Land of the Gnomes, and it has to deal with the metronome, but I won't get into that. But okay. um, this is very exciting. It just became an audiobook um, available right now. Actually, it was published this week, and it was very exciting when I heard the news that mm-hmm. they decided, We Creek decided on a, a certain books to be made into audiobooks. My book was chosen. So it's quite an honor for it to become an audio book. And uh, so let's talk a little about the book. The book is uh, about these animals mm-hmm. that yes. convene around the watering hole. Yes. And we learn about uh, musical instruments. Yes, musical instruments. Yeah. And the lion, Kojo, right. he really has a love of Beethoven and Bach. Mm-hmm. And he decides to let the animals create a symphony. So Kojo, he's the conductor. Yes. He's you inspired the, the that king. character, yes. I inspired this character, yes, so did. this lion right here is is me. Well, I wouldn't say he's you, but he helped inspire it. He looks pretty good. I'll say he's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, first off, I have to say the illustrations in here are beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, tell me a little about the illustrator. Uh, Nina Rothfuss. Yeah, okay. I love how she did it as well, because the animals aren't scary. You know, African right. animals, let's face it, they can be a little bit scary. Right. A lion, a vulture, yeah, cheetahs. I mean, all hyena. of these instruments can be a little bit intimidating for children. Exactly. But but they're not. The way she portrayed them are very kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, they're happy, very cute animals. Yeah. And I have to say, I really love how she did it. What's the reception been like for the book? So far, everything has been really, really positive. Yeah. I've heard that... Um, from music teachers that they think it's appropriate for kids. Um, It's a great way to introduce instruments to children. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have really loved it. So um, I'm... So this is something that uh, you you see yourself doing over and over again I would love to continue to write the series in different... uh, The next one um, on the metronome is about rhythm and things like that. But I do want to do more. Okay. Um, I love it. I think it's great. I think anything I can do to inspire kids... I mean, you do so much to inspire kids. Thank you. Whether you try to teach them how to conduct, uh, that's always fun, but you really reach out to kids. I mean, the, there are there are future, of course. I mean, that's kind of a general blanket statement, but, you know, it, there's nothing more exciting than to see children excited about music, to me. Exactly. And uh, so this is very exciting, this, this type of, uh, you know, book to get out in children's hands, get them excited about music, and, uh, and hopefully they've find uh, at least love or not if not a career but uh, a passion for the arts and music itself so absolutely so anything that helps music education uh, inspires kids i'm definitely for so this is a series i'm very proud of
Yes, the lion. Michelle, I was saying the same thing last week when we were talking with Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What you're asking? Of course she knows. She heard the show. She's our number one fan. I know, yes. but, but what was so cool, if you remember the point I was making uh, about Luciano Pavarotti, he was considered the lion. That's correct. And Teddy Roosevelt. And uh, a lot of people don't, you know, know that unless they're into politics. I love politics, Michelle. I love politics. But anyway, I got to tell you, I just think it's really neat. You hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. Did you hear his roar? He did a really good roar. <laughs> oh yeah, that was really good. Well, he kind of yeah. does that sometimes from the podium. <laughs> it's a little scary sometimes. Like that? Kind of. It's well, a little scary. He's sometimes. facing you guys, so you would hear it. That's Not right. necessarily the crowd. That's right. 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 Yes. Yeah. No, I mean like in rehearsal. In rehearsal. Yeah. I'm very impressed with uh, the whole children book thing. Well, thank you. Yeah, I hope it inspires kids to really get into music. What got you interested in doing children's books? It was a new genre for me. As you know, I'm a writer and I've done tons of different genres. Mostly a young adult, uh, some adult books that were, you know, romances. And um, somebody said, why don't you... Me and my mom were talking and we just said, you know... Why have you never written a children's book? And I love music, and I just figured, you know, that's a great idea. And my publisher, Whiskey Creek Press, has a division that just handles children's books. Wow, that's great. So I said, why don't I combine my love of music and try to inspire kids? So I wrote um, Music at the Watering Hole. Uh, I have another book coming out, uh, The Land of the Gnomes, about the metronome. Yeah. Which yeah. is going to be really exciting. And that's, that's cool. coming out in October. Wow. Well, I really, uh, I really got a lot out of that interview. I mean, I like all the interviews, and they're all different. But, but yeah, I mean, it. It's close. It's near and dear to my heart because I consider myself a writer of, of sorts, but I, I haven't written children's books. <laughs> I think maybe it's dear to your heart because you're kind of like a kid at heart. I am. I am. And See, I'm a kid at heart. Well, considering that it's uh, children's books, I had one question. I know in the interview with Aaron, uh, you mentioned who the illustrator was. Yes. And, but and- what I was curious, I don't think it was addressed, was... How do you go about finding the illustrator? Does the does the does the publisher put you together? Did you have to find this person on your own? How how do you con- make that kind of connection? Basically, I sent in my manuscript. Uh, they sent me a contract, and they hired the illustrator. And I was so pleased when I when I saw the designs because I was afraid that some of these African animals are a little bit on the scary side. But she made them cute and just really very colorful. I was really pleased with the artwork. What's your scariest ac- African animal, in your opinion? What's the scariest one Actually, to you? One not in the, your book. I'm saying not in, in the general. Bo- no, yeah, not in yeah. the book. Um, well, I have a hippo, which in the book. But in real life, hippos are extremely dangerous. You know what scares me? The laughing hyena. Really? Yeah, because he laughs as he's just ripping a zebra apart. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I mean? They're laughing and eating at the same time. <laughs> which is very tricky. Yeah. So I've tried that's, that. It's almost evil. I think the laughing hyena is evil. Oh, no. Yeah, and Eric clearly takes food very seriously. He would never dare laugh in the middle of eating. <laughs> I try not to because sometimes it gets up your nose and stuff. It's it does? Not good. Oh, yeah, it's not so good. you've tried. You've tried it. I have. Yeah. I, that has happened. Huh. You know, if you're eating, somebody tells a funny joke, and you're like, you know, and there's like food everywhere. It's not good. Oh, man. Um, look, I meant to ask you this. Uh, what's going on with Symphony for Good? Can Sim- you give, give us an update? Symphony for Good is continuing to go very well. Yeah. We're, I think we're almost like around half of our goal. So that's, you know, really good. So you're saying half of the goal. So a scale from 1 to 10, what would that be? Well, 
half of 10 is five. <laughs> you know, right. I, I think was testing you because I wanted to see if you'd say like four maybe you or should, eight uh, or, you know. Maybe you should read some more of these children's books, you know, kind of get like a refresher on things. <laughs> or, or maybe you, you should read the inner office memo where all these numbers are on it. <laughs> you know. Thank you, Jeremy. Half of 10 is five. Okay. Remember that. Okay. So five on the Richter scale. That's good. Right. So we're doing well. You know, we're still, you know, getting a lot of envelopes, not as many as we have been. So I go to the mailbox every day and I'm very happy when I see Symphony for Good envelopes. I, I know it's a donation. Are. Yes. So if, you know, just keep them coming. That's so, all I can say. And I really appreciate all of your support. We wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for you. Do you so, like jump up you. and click your heels, you know, like, yahoo! Yep, 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 yep. You know, like if you, you know, or do you like give a little well, yell? Well, not too much because, you know, it's in the post office and, you know, you don't want them to haul you away somewhere. So, Usually I do wait till I get home and then I do the happy dance. Really? Yeah. Okay. There is a dance, though. There is a dance. Okay. There is a happy dance. The Space Coast Symphony Orchestra would like to take this moment to say thank you to our many sponsors, helping fund classical music in the community, including the following. Pineda Crossing Bar and Grill for Steaks and Seafood, located at Pineda Causeway and US1 in Melbourne. Or visit PinedaCrossing.com. Well, I know, uh, Michelle, that you, you had mentioned you wanted to talk about um, being a part of the uh, Base Coast Space Symphony Coast Symphony Orchestra Chorus. Chorus. Yes. Yeah. I'm so excited. You took the words right out of my mouth. Right I know. Away. I did. Um, we start rehearsals this Saturday with uh, Kyle Jones, and we're going to be performing in America the Beautiful. So it's going to be very great, great program. Right. And that's going to be at the end of June after... Um, this weekend's concert. Yeah. The big we'll, band we'll, we'll get into this weekend's concert because right. it's coming up real soon this weekend, of course. So, um, but that's... Yes, you're very the, perceptive. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many people belong to this chorus? Well, it changes every year. I well, actually... Well, roughly. I mean... When I first met Aaron was actually for... Pre- preparation for the america the the american patriotic concert which is every year okay. this is actually my fourth year being in the chorus for this and it's always a huge turnout a lot of veterans come out and we honor them and so it's really very special well you know when people sing uh that are trained vocalists this is what i've learned um and correct me if i'm wrong but they a lot of people think, oh, some of these singers, they, and I don't mean soloists necessarily, but like uh, some of the top 40 artists, let's just say, they have a certain thing they do with their hands when they sing. And I heard from more than one person that what they're doing is they're imagining the scale. Well, is, that, is that true? Uh, there, when you're doing solfege, there actually is hand signals and stuff. But I actually learned last, I listened to the last show with Jennifer Royals, who's a friend of mine too. And uh, you mentioned you wanted to sing opera. Yeah, I Which did. I was really impressed with. And, you know, I think we should sing an opera song together sometime. Really? Really, for real. Okay. okay. All right. You haven't heard me sing. I haven't well, heard actually, you sing you did either. Sing so. for me. I did. You, yes, I was leaving the the river house, and you sang a few lines. I think it was a. Uh, I'm not sure which song it was actually, but you were singing to me, and I heard you, and it was quite nice. Wow, that is a compliment I wasn't expecting, Jeremy and Eric. I know that's good. Huh. Maybe you could sing in the uh, chorus. Well, I sing in the shower. 
<laughs> you could sing so, in the shower well, I and the chorus. I don't think you want all of us I hanging could, out in your shower. I could probably <laughs> sing in the chorus if they sing in the shower. You're right, Eric. Why not? Yeah, because yeah, aren't they always, uh, it's mostly women. <laughs> they need more men, don't um, in the chorus? I, I, you oh, know, man. it's been all women in the past, but I don't, I'm, I don't know this year. Yeah. They could have men this year. I'm there, not sure. There you go. Huh. Okay. I'm sure it's probably up to Kyle Jones and Aaron Collins. Yep. Well, I will bug Aaron. Well, we'll do that trick where, uh, you know, we'll put mics in front of everybody. And we'll just turn your mic way down. And so no one can <laughs> now, what you're talking about reminds me of Gomer Pyle. Oh, that's right. With yeah. the sergeants. And they did that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. That they, was great. Well, they didn't want to hurt his feelings. You know what I think? I think I kind of sense another encore extra coming on. Oh, I'll have to make a note of that. I'll see if I, I'll have to see if I can find that uh, clip and because uh, that's put, a classic. Encore. Yep. Yeah, we actually uh, we have something else uh, that's uh, going to be on encore What's this that? week. What's that? Pray tell. Well, I just uh, this is the first Friday of the month. <laughs> Oh. Does that well, mean the Friday fuzz? It's the fuzz quiz. quiz. It's, the, it's the fuzzy fizzy. Fuzzy fizzies. <laughs> the fuzzy fizzy. It's the fizz quiz. I had the first Friday about that. fizz quiz. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got oh, it. It's fantastic. I actually created the name. Did you? I, yeah. know, I know the person who won, Amy Rapp. She won the first first ever. Is that historic? It's, it's, this it is. is historic. It is. It's yep. historic. It is and, historic. And in fact, uh, I'll just go back. I was the one who tallied the votes. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, uh, I think you'll recall, uh, other people may recall that uh, one of the... Uh, one of the questions was kind of a trick question. Everybody got it that wrong, so everybody got a a, a, a hall pass on that particular one. Uh, but of the other people uh, that answered all the others correctly, uh, you were one of the correct entries. But when we uh, chose a random, unfortunately, you didn't win. I know. Aww. I was kind of bummed. And, you know, just then, the music in my head was down when yeah. he said that. Well, you know, it's, great. <laughs> it's a great way for people to learn. I think one of the questions was, um, maybe this is the one I got wrong, but the saxophone isn't part of the orchestra? That's the one. Well, but, but the, That's the actually a is, trick question. It was yeah, a, a trick, trick question yeah. because there it's are certain tricky. things that it's in. Bolero, for example, mm-hmm. as I recall. Right. Pictures and exhibition, which we're doing in the fall. That okay. has a saxophone. So there you have it. Yeah. Um, but it's not part of like the standard. The standard orchestra. Right. Well, we, um, I, I got to tell you this. No, nah, I'm going to wait till the, till the, the last part of the show to Oh, good. Keep us on pins say. and needles. Yeah, yeah. That'll be good. No, I was just going to let the cat out of the bag, but it's not a big deal. I'll wait till uh, toward the end of the show. We're going to get a call from the SPCA one of these days, all these cats and bags. <laughs> right. and you're going to have to let them out. <laughs> I know. It sounds rather mean, doesn't it? It does. It sounds mean, Jeremy, but it's not. It's just a figure of speech. Um, you know what? We should go to part two. Of the interview. I think that's an excellent idea. Michelle? I think it's a great idea. Let's go. Let's talk about your next book. Yes, I that's have a, coming out uh, in one month in July. Yes, it's called Jameson. Okay, and what what is Jameson about? Um, well, I'll read you the book blurb. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. D. Jameson was really a girl named Deborah and the daughter of a world famous baseball player, but Coach Walker didn't know that during tryouts for the Panthers baseball team. Girls weren't allowed to be Panthers, so she was pretending to be a boy. 
Her neighbor Vince figured out her real identity quickly, but he wasn't sure he'd ever inform the coach. Because Vince wasn't sure he'd even make the team either, now that he just found out he had cancer. For now, Vince would keep his mouth shut. Deborah just got the hit from the toughest pitcher in the South. Besides, he didn't mind having girl on the team, but he sure wondered if the coach would. Cool. Yeah. It's definitely a pro-girl sports type book. Yeah. Um, it's actually the second in a series. Uh, Margarita was the first. It's about a girl who tries out for a football team. And how did Margarita do? It actually did so well that uh, they actually considered it for a movie at one time. Cool. Um, it, that kind of fell through. Yeah. Um, but I haven't given up on that. So, yeah. um, But it's great. So um, I really hope that this re publication of this yeah. is going to take off. Okay, and that's going to be published in early July. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little about, uh, you just performed maybe a month and a half ago uh, with the Brevard Community Chorus, uh, uh, worked by Dan Forrest, Requiem for the Living. How was that? Um, it, yes, it was May 9th. Yeah. And uh, we actually got to meet Dan Forrest. Okay. And I'll tell you, he, he came and he talked to us about Requiem for the Living, and he's a wonderful composer. Great piece of music, really dramatic, mm -hmm. well received by the audience. Uh, yeah. Dr. Lamb was the director mm -hmm. for that, and it was very well received. It was such an amazing experience for me. And one thing I learned is how much composing um, music is similar to composing books. Mm -hmm. It's really the creative process. I mean, all the editing that's involved, mm -hmm. all the, the processing, how it comes to you. Right. And to me, that was almost like a light bulb clicked off in my head. Right. So it was it was really exciting. And you know, every composer or every author works differently. So these processes, you know, you know, change from person to person depending on, you know, who they are. Yes. I actually wrote my very first composition and I showed it to you, remember? You did. You sent me it was what was it called? First of all it was called uh Let Us Praise. Uh huh. And you didn't laugh at me and I thank you so much for that. It was my very first composition and it was it was so exciting for me to do. I often laugh at composition positions. Um, I actually did laugh. There was a, a recital in University of Florida, and it was a new music recital. And, you know, these new music recitals can be either hit or miss. Uh -huh. I don't know if you've been to one before, but uh, uh, this one was two hours of ping pong ball sounds. And it wasn't even okay. in any kind of rhythmic pattern. Uh -huh. uh, there was no form to the piece. It was just ping pong ball sounds the entire time and it got to a point where people were getting pissed off uh -huh. leaving the concert yelling at the composer who was up in the front row just smiling he was going to get kicked out of uh -huh. uh, you know pissing everyone off in the audience and uh so i did laugh during that because i thought that was funny you know uh, and you're working on co a composition right now aren't you I'm not yet, but I will be writing a piece uh, for the next season of the Space Coast Symphony. I used to write a lot, but I stopped um, when I got just so busy. Well, uh, I'm really looking forward well, to thank it. You. I'm very excited. I've I've wanted to hear some of your compositions for a very, very long time. Yeah. As you know, I'm a season ticket holder with mm -hmm. Space Coast. Yeah, you are. I've been for many years, and I'm like your biggest fan. Well, thank you. I, I don't know if people know how much I am a big fan of yours. Well, now they do. Yes. Attention, Michelle Campanelli is my biggest fan. Yes. We should have a fan off. Yes, and I would win. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset,
many of your books are available on Amazon.com. You have 39 titles, to be exact, available on Amazon.com. Yes, Anything that's from The Black Widow, The Great American, The Artist, The Hero of Her Heart. That's yes, the one that's... with the, the cowboy. Yes, you got Bigfoot you notice... Monster of, of the Ice. Mm-hmm. Different, yeah. All different genres. Yeah, that's really cool. So if you're, anyone's interested in finding out more about Michelle's uh, writings and her novels and short stories, uh, you have two ways you can go about it. You can go to Amazon.com and you can just type in her name in the search bar. It's Michelle with one L and then uh, Wallace Campanelli. Um, that information will be in our description. Uh, you can click on one of the links and I'll send it to you. And she also has a website as well, which is michellecampanelli.com. Yes, but I, that has not been updated in probably 10 years. All right. So it's just a dormant website. Pretty much. But it does list a lot of my books and past stuff. So okay. if you're interested in that. Well, if you're links. interested in Michelle's life 10 years ago and before, then you can go to that <laughs> website. Otherwise, uh, just visit the Amazon.com. And both of those will be listed in the description. Uh, you have a program called coming up. Uh, it's called Women of Faith. Yes, it's that's correct. It's on uh, June 7th. That's a Sunday at 2 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be at the First Christian Church of Melbourne. Can you tell me about uh, what is this program, Women of Faith, a message of hope and praise? Well, it's celebrating women, Christian okay. women. And it also, it a lot of the songs are gospel. Um, there's uh, John Hayes is our director okay. and he put the music together. Okay. There's no way you're not going to dance. I mean, you're going to be celebrating God. You're going to be clapping. You're going to be, uh, it's just awesome music. It's wonderfully put together. There's, um, some songs that you'll remember, mm-hmm. um, songs like, uh, a Beulah land, which you may not be familiar with. That's kind of an old hymn Okay. that's been redone. It's a great program. So if you want to come out and celebrate God and learn more about being a Christian woman and what God means to us, that's a wonderful experience for all of us who are involved. And we hope that a lot of people will come out and celebrate with us. I'm one of the soloists. Uh, Kara Brooks is also a soloist. Uh, Heather Landers, who is a friend of yours, is one of the co-directors. Yeah, she's our graphic designer. Yeah, she's a wonderful wonderful director as well so mm-hmm. it's it's very exciting my mom's involved uh fontaine wallace cool how many singers do you think will be singing in this program well i think there's at least 20 of us okay. there might be more and uh, is it free Yes, it is a free concert. Um, so you'll be singing a solo on that program mm-hmm. along uh, with uh, several other soloists. And this is a program called Women of Faith. Hopefully you all can attend on June 7th. Michelle, I really appreciate you coming here and uh, and talking to me about uh, a brief glimpse of your life as a, as a headbanging heavy metal <laughs> rock star. Turn classical. Yeah, turn <laughs> classical. And then also as an author of... Uh, you know, sci-fi, romantic, and children's books that uh, focus on music, uh, all these different wonderful genres. And uh, as a fan as well, just coming in and supporting the Space Coast Symphony, we certainly appreciate people like you and your friendship. And uh, so thank you so much. Thank you, Aaron.
Michelle. Yes, Bill. I really, I, I tell you, I don't just listen to these interviews like, uh, well, that's another interview. No, they're very informative. Um, so, you're involved with your church. You're a woman of faith. Yes, I am. And um, that means a lot. I think that's great. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, we're, we're involved in the concert coming up this weekend, and uh, I am a woman of faith. I sing every Sunday in my church, uh, St. Mark's United Methodist Church. That's great. I belong to a Methodist church as well, and um, I just so happen to play the guitar in, uh, in our group. Uh, mm -hmm. It's contemporary music. Okay, a praise band. Yeah, praise band, exactly. So praise you play and worship in a contemporary band. service. Yeah, yeah. And, um, but I tell you, I really, um, I'm not kidding when I say this, I sing in the shower. And in the car. So, are you inviting all of us to come here? You sing in your shower? Well, no, I don't think I don't think that's a good idea. No, I don't. But so. I don't think we're ready for that. And, I, and I'm also going to say this too. I don't know who's listening. Whoever listens to these shows, you never know who listens. Could be somebody in China. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew Eric would laugh about that. It could be. Um, I, on occasion, when it's a little early in the kind of early in the evening let's just say it's like 7 45 ish okay and i am at the river house and nobody else is around oh the acoustics at the river house let me tell you the acoustics are something else i sing at the river house I do. I think that's a wonderful thing. And I heard last week you talked to Jennifer and say you want to learn opera. And I do want to teach you an opera song. That's great. I'm in. Count me in. Okay, great. Guys, what do you think about that? I think it'll be great. Can I get in on this? How do you do this? Absolutely. <laughs> Sure. Are, we, are, we, are we announcing what this is? Or are we going to go and are we going to put this down in the R and D lab along with the Tuba Blast is still under uh, development? I think part should be in the R and D lab, and part <laughs> should actually be uh, you know practically involved. So we're not going to announce right now what the song is, right? We're just going to announce that uh, Bill's going to learn a song. What is it? You're going to teach him. We're not going to announce what the song is. Okay. I'd like to do it on air. And we will, we will, we will unveil this on, on, a, on a future episode. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that'll oh, be great. That I'm sounds like fun. To that. Okay. What what song? Well, he just told me not to announce it. Yeah, exactly. Announce no, no, no. Okay. We're, we're saving okay. that. We're saving that. We we're gotta, keeping the we cat in the a shroud of mystery. <laughs> we Jeff have to build the anticipation. <laughs> we have a visitor, ladies and That's gentlemen. That's right. Uh, the library director is here. And yes. by the way, I'm so singing with his up. wife in the America the Beautiful. His wife, Joyce Wilden, has a gorgeous alto voice. So she's part of this chorus. Absolutely. Oh, we that's have, great. I didn't know that, Jeff. Okay, so, you know, I could actually start practicing for this secret song if I knew what it was. That's true, and I will tell you what it is, but I don't want Jeremy to know. We have hmm. to build some anticipation. Yes. Okay. So you and want to audience. keep the cat in the bag. All right, but will you tell me after we get off of the air? Yes. You will? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, because you're going to have to start practicing. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I don't know what to practice. I could be practicing anything. I am a firm believer that all people can sing. Maybe not everybody will want to listen to everybody, but it's, well, it's good. Real quick, you know what? I thought, this is pretty cool. I was walking along, and I thought I heard a bird chirping in my head this morning. And I was walking. It was real loud. Anyway, I looked to my right to this stop sign, and it had like a street sign on top of it. A stop sign with a street sign on top of it. Very strange, I know. It's in mm -hmm. Titusville, what can I tell you? Anyway, there was a little mockingbird up there looking down at me, chirping. Can you believe it? Yeah, I yeah. can believe so it. So the little bird, I'm going to tell you what, if anything can sing, a little mockingbird, 
I don't know. To me, they just really sing great. You know that's our Florida bird. I know. Well, see, well, there you go. I would like to think that's why I brought it up. But and I don't think there's an age limit to singing. You had mentioned that, Mr. President. Uh, I don't think there's a certain age <laughs> limit. I think, people, I think people, the older they get, the voice matures. Like, if you look like the big stars, <laughs> they really start going... You know, like in their 50, you know, the voice matures and it's much yes. more robust. Yes, exactly. more robust. It matures. I got to tell you, I'm excited about this new season and uh, the big band bash. If we could talk a little bit about that, what um, what it in, you know entails to, to be ready for this thing. I mean, it's coming up this weekend. That's right. It's going to be um, Saturday in Vero Beach. Under the direction of... Dr. Patrick Hennessy. Yes. He yeah, just actually, a, a quiet plug for the show there. I go back about three episodes and we spent right. the whole hour with him. Yeah. yeah. It was very good. I yeah, enjoyed. we're going to have to get him back on because he had he just, he he had a ton of stories and it, I felt like he hadn't even scratched the surface. So we definitely got to have him back. Yeah. I mean, it would take a series of shows to scratch that surface. I, yeah. A couple of nights ago, we... He came over, we had a trom- you know, we're playing trombone quartets, and I asked him if he wanted me to introduce him as Dr. Jazz, and he said no. No? <laughs> so I can't do it. See, I like that Dr. Jazz I know, thing. I think That's it's cool. got a great, uh, I think it's got a great ring to it. He's like, no, 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 don't do that. You're so. very creative like that, Eric. That's right. Dr. 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 Jazz. I'm excited about hearing Linda Cole sing. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, she's going to be soloing, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. And we were trying to research... Um, it's one of um, Natalie Cole's relatives, but we're not sure which one. Nat King Cole's relatives? And that as well. <laughs> one of Nat Both. King Cole's relatives? Yes. Well, she would also be related to Natalie. Exactly. Right? It's a beauty right. of it. Because he's her daughter. Exactly. Okay. No, well, no, she would be his daughter. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> you need to go back to those children's books again. <laughs> yes, yes, you are correct, sir. All right, so the big band. <laughs> I got to tell you, I have an aunt, a very dear aunt. Okay, all right, all right. One of my favorite aunts. I only have a couple of them. Is that the um, one I met? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's really nice. You're not going to believe this. And I'm, no writer's embellishment here, okay? She's coming down from Maryland just to see the concert. This weekend, really? She's flying in uh, around 11 o'clock. We're picking her up in yeah. Orlando, Yeah. heading to the concert. Going to cool. go get something to eat, going to the concert. She has to fly out that evening. Which concert? Is she going Saturday night or uh, Sunday? Sunday. Okay, cool. Can you believe that? I think that's great. Yeah, she loves the symphony so much. She has actually vowed that she's going to be coming to uh, as many concerts as she can. Wow, that's great. Yeah, wherever she is, she's going to fly here. Yeah. So she is, is? she going to give me a run for my money <laughs> as the number one fan? I, uh, not of Maestro's on Air, but Space okay. Coast Symphony, perhaps. Well, I'm a fan of them as well. I know. Well, are you the number one fan of the Space Coast Symphony? I'm definitely in the running. Okay. I, I go to every concert. Wow. Yeah, I have seen you at every concert. Well, I've only been to... You've been to a few concerts. A few. No, more than a few. Well, it depends on uh, what is is. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. What are the dates and the times again for the uh, Big Man Bash? I can help you with that. It's uh, June 6th. June 6th. At 7 p.m., in beautiful Vero Beach at the Performing Arts Center. I can almost see it now. <laughs> I don't know if you've been to Vero Beach, have you? It's beautiful, yes. It is beautiful. Yeah. You can see it in your mind's uh, eye. That's great. And then uh, Sunday, June 7th at 3 p.m. 
at the Scott Center, which you have been to many times. Yeah, the Scott Center for Performing Arts just off of the Pineda Causeway. Yes, yeah, right? very easy to get to. Yeah, it's very easy. Good I like going US-1 to get to it. Right. Either way, US-1, 95, easy to get yeah, to. Yeah, but don't take your helicopter. Why? Because they can't park it on the roof, and the parking lot's always way too crowded with uh, right. other fans. Right. It's better just to drive otherwise. Yeah. We have a Hell's Angel out in the parking lot. <laughs> right, they thought we were talking about the uh, the oboes, <laughs> the bassoon, the concerto. Oh, bassoon, Sam. Yeah, <laughs> close. It was a wind instrument. That is correct. And a double reed. Very good, Jeremy. <laughs> good job. Two different venues, two different opportunities to see the big band bash. Uh, if anybody is looking for additional adventure to partake in over the weekend, you can go and answer the questions. Try your luck at the First, first Friday, Friday Fizz, Fizz Quiz. Quiz. Hey, that was great. That was completely in unison. <laughs> you guys want to get on this too? Sure. And we'll do it First, first Friday, Friday Fizz Quiz. Quiz. Oh, not bad. I love it. And don't forget about the future. And by the future, I'm speaking of the end of this month. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. America the Beautiful. That's a great concert. Our own Michelle will be uh, singing in it. Yes, in the chorus. And Michelle chorus. Campanelli, oh. our right. biggest, most uh, incredible fan That's on right. planet Earth today. That's right. And the, and in uh, the future as dates well. are uh, Saturday, June 27th. Yes. And then also Sunday, June 28th. Yes. June 28th. Sunday, June 28th. 28th. Well... This is Bill Trudeau. And Eric Lee. I'm Jeremy Hickman, and we're all happy to be here with our number one fan. Michelle Wallace Campanelli. Reminding all of you, we'll, we'll see you at the show. You've been listening to Maestros On Air, brought to you by the Space Coast Symphony Orchestra. Remember, you can support the symphony in many ways, including a visit to Maestro's Cafe, located just inside the main entrance to the Brevard Central Library and Reference Center, 308 Forest Avenue, Cocoa, Florida. Maestro's Cafe serves a variety of coffee and other drinks, as well as breakfast and lunch selections, and is open most days from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., with extended hours on Tuesday and Thursday, closed Sunday. For more information about the symphony or upcoming concerts, like us on Facebook or visit our webpage at spacecoastsymphony.org. And remember, as always, we'll see you at the show. Velocity Production.